so much is happening in the world of college football. I can't even comprehend it. We've got two of the biggest games for the entire season this weekend, and the Bengals need to bounce back in a big way to continue their hopes at another Super Bowl run. Let's get this going. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's start the new Wincy Show. Good morning, afternoon, evening. I'm Garrett. This is the new Wincy Show. Hey, welcome back to the new NC show. My name is G Money Garrett. What is going on, you guys? We've got some exciting college football. I'm super, super, super happy. My Alabama Crimson Tide roll tide, baby. We've got an a huge matchup this weekend. If you didn't think that any of the matchups before are as important as probably the biggest two games in college football all season, LSU is looking to knock Alabama out of the SEC championship and hopefully get their spot in there for the Western Conference. And meanwhile, on the Eastern Conference, the biggest game of the year, quite possibly, number one, Versus number three, Tennessee going to Athens, Georgia to face the dogs. This is a huge weekend for college football and a huge weekend for me because this is probably the most important weekend for the Alabama Crimson Tide to get into the college football playoff because the college football playoff bracket and uh, first four and first two out came out last week and it went Tennessee. Ohio State at two, Georgia at three, Clemson at four, Michigan at five, Bama at six. Michigan, Bama are the first two teams out this year. And let me tell you, I still have, for some reason, hope that if we win out, let's say Alabama goes, beats LSU, beats Ole Miss, and then we have to play Austin P at home, which is okay. And then we have the Iron Bowl, Auburn, also at home. So we have a, a slate of games where you're looking for the Crimson Tide to, one, win out to get into the SEC Championship in the Western Conference, and then, two, you're looking for a team in the Eastern Conference that has a huge ranking up there, and we would need to beat them in the SEC Championship. And honestly, I... Am not a Tennessee fan. Never have I been a Tennessee fan. Never have I said I wanted to be a Tennessee fan. But I'm pretty sure everybody in the city of Tuscaloosa or in the state of Alabama today might be a Tennessee fan because if there's one thing that I know is that to be able to solidify our spot in the college football playoffs, I would think we would need to beat a Tennessee team that goes into Athens and beats Georgia. And then we would have to beat that Tennessee team in the sec championship for our spot to be locked in the college football playoff. That's what I am interpreting. That's what I am predicting. That's what I want to happen. Uh, Obviously a lot can happen. I predicted last week that I wanted Kentucky to walk in Neyland and just absolutely dominate. And that didn't happen, even though Will Levis still looks like he might be in the top percent of the NFL draft board this year. He still might end up being a first rounder. He's a highest draft uh, or higher draft uh, 
capital right now than uh, Hen and Hooker, which in my opinion, I agree with because Hen and Hooker is 25 years old. And the only reason I feel like he's winning games right now is because he's 25 years old. And that's the same age as Joe Burrow right now in his third NFL season. So that's the same reason why I don't think Stetson Bennett's going to really work out in the NFL. And that's the same reason why I do think even though we haven't had a real big influx since Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, um, uh, and I guess Kyler Murray of like super talented dual threat quarterbacks who are just going to absolutely dominate you. I mean, they tried to get a Trey Lance, they tried to get a Malik Willis and yeah, you're going to, you're going to try to do that and you're going to try to get those, you're going to try to get those guys who are going to extend plays and who are going to be dual threats on your offense. So you're going to have to scheme around both your running backs and your wide receivers. And then you think about your quarterback, but, um, but just Bryce young and CJ Stroud are different level of that. And I, I I don't think anybody other than them are going to be really too good in the NFL. Uh, That being said, I also don't know where CJ Stroud would fit right now. I feel like everybody, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird situation. uh, And I don't know how the, the only reason I'm skeptical on CJ Stroud is because I don't think Ohio state has truly played their best on offense against a team with a huge defense because Penn state had a pretty good defense, uh, and granted, they kept Ohio State out of the game for most of the game, and then they went on a 28-point fourth quarter and blah, 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 blah. We all watched that game. But I I digress. I don't think that Ohio State has truly played a defense. It's almost like the Ohio State of 2020, I feel like, when they were just dominating the Big Ten, and you can dominate the Big Ten all you want. But once you go in and play a team like Bama, who's just going to go and rip you to shreds on defense, especially this year when our only real challenge for an opponent who gave us offensive dreads was Tennessee, and Tennessee is looked at the number one looked at as the number one offense in the country right now. So of course they're going to rip. Uh, Bama defense to shreds if they're ripping every other defense to shreds like I, I don't I, I don't know what to tell you it's that I feel like that's just kind of how life works in the Big Ten and I am totally 100% willing to put my chips into into some sort of basket soon if CJ Stroud shows me something that is going to absolutely wow me but until then I don't really feel like anybody's wowed me um at least outside of the wide receiver core, which is absolutely ridiculous. Marvin Harrison Jr. is easily the best wide receiver in college football, maybe if not over overshadowed by his own teammate in Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I'm pretty sure he's been going through some injuries and going through some, uh, going through some stuff that's keeping him out of, uh, out of contention for best, um, best wide receiver in college football. But other than that, uh, I also am looking to see how other teams are considering that the SEC has two two huge games and Alabama walking into Death Valley is absolutely
it's 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 a ridiculous it's ridiculous when you see Alabama walk into Death Valley because I feel like for the past decade or so they've just been able to walk into Death Valley and do some crazy stuff and I'm not saying that that's going to happen today but Alabama has a tendency to do things that are crazy on Saturdays in Death Valley and LSU has shown us that they can walk into our place and come and rip us to shreds they did in 2019 and I know they wanted to do it last year and they almost did. And that was with an LSU team that was significantly less good than the LSU team that I have been seeing recently in college football this year. However, once again, even Bryce hasn't been practicing. I understand Bryce Young does need to practice and he does need to show and his offense needs to help him out. He needs a lot of help today. But I'm I'm telling you right now when I say I think that it is super, super, super important today to watch Bryce Young be the best player on the field and just make sure that he gets his team to a win. He is the guy. He's he is a hundred percent the guy on offense. If not Jameer Gibbs, who I've already talked about, who I think is really special. And I think the Bengals should draft eventually. Uh, if they have the opportunity, I think I, I think you should trade your first, trade your first away and trade your second away for Jameer Gibbs. He is a perfect fit in the Bengals offense. He is a perfect guy that I think can replace a Joe Mixon who isn't hitting holes as hard, who doesn't look like he's trying, who kind of looks like he doesn't really, not necessarily doesn't want to be there, but it doesn't look like he's giving the effort that he did when his contract was on the line. It's just, it, I'm not really confident in a Joe Mixon that's not really going to hit the holes and show us a good run game anymore. However, Jameer Gibbs, who is an absolute dog, I feel like would fit it fit perfectly in the Bengals offense. And that would be truly incredible. So if you can get go and draft a Jameer Gibbs, go and draft someone like that, maybe a Tank Bigsby. I don't really like Tank Bigsby personally for a Bengals offense. I feel like he's a little bit too uh too one-dimensional. At least I think he's just he's a he's an a phenomenal runner but I just feel like he's a little bit too one-dimensional in the run game, and I don't really feel like he's going to beat you in the flats, if you know what I mean. I don't really think that he's going to get you on the the receiving yak yards uh, when you're truly looking at it. But moving on, NFL, really disappointed in how the Bengals looked um, last week against the Browns. I said that that was almost as much of a must-win game as you could get, and I think this is it. I mean, Carolina, man, they're walking into they're walking into Paycor, and you just got whipped by the Browns. And are you really going to let that happen again? Like, I know Jamar's out, and I know we don't have Cheeto, and I know we're struggling, and I know everybody's banged up, and I know everything is not how we wanted it to go at this point in the season. But that's the that is life in the NFL. Joe Burrow says it all the time. That is life in the NFL. We have to get over it. And if you can go and manage to get over it, find a win on Sunday with these Carolina Panthers. I mean, I don't want to. I I I want. I I was listening to Locked On Bengals earlier this week. Like Tyler Boyd. Come on, man. He is the guy. He's your tempo guy. You start off the game with him and you end the game with Joe Mixon. It's a formula that has almost worked every single time when you use it. And I rarely see it anymore. And it's so frustrating because I have no idea 
why we choose to not do that because you're setting the tone on offense when you're throwing it to Tyler Boyd and you're getting moving those chains and getting those first downs. The other team's defense isn't going to want to play you if you just keep knocking it down the field, third and two, third and three, and you're getting seven, eight yard chips, whether or not it's on a Joe Mixon run or a Tyler Boyd crossing route to the middle of the field. I mean, it's not, it, you're wanting to get those plays early so you can go and continue to stack these offensive progressions and big people on the defense are just going to have to step up today. Cam Taylor Britt needs to look better. I really, really, really hope that Dax Hill shows something of something and Lou Anarumo lets him play because I feel like he has just been nil and he's just been a packet, like a sub package player this year. And he hasn't even gotten to show anything, but I mean, these guys on defense are just going to have to wreck the game. They're going to help. They're going to have to help us this week. And it's going to have to be something that we're, we have to, we have to bear down and get a win. I mean, I talked, I talked all year about stacking wins and we have yet to stack wins where I think it's been important. And I think a lot of fans would agree with me that the team this year isn't stacking the wins that I believe that they wanted to stack, especially going into this section of the year where we had uh, an abysmal loss to the Browns. Obviously the first two weeks of the season we got, chipped on but I get and I get that's the past but you already set yourself behind and if you continue to set yourself behind your playoff chances look slimmer and slimmer but if you can get into the buy at five and four and let your team heal up let I mean Cheeto's not coming back obviously but let Jamar rest up for a little bit maybe he doesn't even play against Pittsburgh but I don't really like that idea either um, it's just, we're just going to have to get lucky on injury, um, injury reports for the next rest of the season. And it, unfortunately, once again, that's not, that's just life in the NFL. And that's kind of how you have to go, go about stuff like that. So, uh, hopefully we can go and stack some wins, uh, at least for all the teams that you are rooting for this weekend, I'll be rooting for my Crimson Tide and the Bengals to stack some wins this weekend. And I, Let's let's just get these wins. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to watch football. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to sit on my couch and observe and see how the whole slate of everything goes. NFL, college. It's going to be so exciting this weekend, everyone. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. I hope you reach out to me at New Wincy Show on Twitter. Me at New Wincy G. Make sure you're interacting. Make sure you're telling me what you do want, what you don't want. and Everything in between. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Shout out to Zim and Ace. Shout out to everybody else here on the Wincinnati Podcast channel. I hope everyone has an amazing day. And whenever you're listening to this, good morning, afternoon, evening. I appreciate you tuning in. Hootay, Roll Tide. Let's get these wins this weekend, everybody. Hope your team gets a win this weekend. And good night.